Hey, so I'm very excited to welcome our next guest on this. His name is Lucius Bastan. Welcome to the Greatest Rounds, Lucius. Hey, thanks for having me, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you're the uh, youngest of three and you come from a military family. Uh, what would you say that the greatest lesson that your folks taught you, one, either your mom or your father, and how does it still benefit you today? Uh, well, coming from that military background on my father's side, because uh, he was Army, and my, my eldest brother was also Air Force, I think discipline. Discipline was very huge because coming up in the house, it, it made us very self-sufficient. You know, we learned a lot and through that discipline and how to be self-sufficient, I, I, uh, that helped tremendously growing up. And then with my mother, one of her favorite sayings was, love many, trust few, learn to paddle your own canoe. So she kind of pushed independence. So that was huge. That was huge for me. That's great. Uh, and something that I, I know is that, that you were shy growing up. Uh, did that come from the military? Were they hard on you, or um, where'd that come from? And tell me about the day that you broke through that, broke through your shyness. I, I think um, I was just naturally shy uh, coming up, but I think as I was getting out of, well, while I was in elementary school, I was introduced to DJing and music, you know, through my uh, eldest brother. So. And he would always have his friends over, and they over there scratching records, scratching vinyl, and everything, and MCing. And I, I kind of wanted to be a part of that. And so, um, they let me practice one day with them. I said, "Hey, can you mind if I try?" And I got on the turntables and started mixing and scratching. And they look at me in astonishment, like, "How can you do that?" And um, that kind of propelled me out of my shyness. Even though while I was still doing that, I was still kind of shy about talking to strangers but and then as I got closer to maybe you know in, in, in high school I, I started to break out of it even more when, when I started to see hey I, I, I probably have a gift here and, and I can share it and, and not be so shy about it do you remember the record that was playing when your brother was introducing you to it or what record oh, gosh. Did it? yes I remember exactly the one that was, was Good Times by Chic <laughs> you okay. know that was a hot, a hot tune of the day, and I, I, I can still hear hear the scratching of that record in the back of my good times. <laughs> good stuff. And you called yourself a dream manifester before. Uh, for one, what does that mean to you? And if you could leave your children with ways that they could start manifesting their dreams and their their passions today, what would two ways that they could do that be? Uh, to understand that one, that your thoughts are energy, and that what you most likely uh, think about the most subconsciously is what you're going to live in your day-to-day -day life. So, for instance, uh, a person that you see that's always complaining and negative and always has just negative thoughts or in them, um, negative things seem to consistently happen with them. That's because that's where the thought process is. That's what they're throwing out to the universe all the time. So, you know, flip the, flip the script on that. The person that's always thinking love and, and having a good time and enjoying life and have these dreams and they're taking steps toward it that's because their subconscious mind is geared for that and it's not and it's not something that you know that you're born with or without it's, it's a choice that you have to make so that's what i i love to teach my daughters that you have the power of your own destiny that's awesome so um practically for somebody who may be listening who might want to be there but they feel like 
they've had so many obstacles growing up. They they were an orphan. They grew up in an orphanage home, or they really are trying, and it's so much effort to be positive. What would you say to that person? How could they kind of break their own mold and start thinking positive in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish and live their purpose? Well, one, to be open and available to change. You know, that that's that's where most change begins, is being open and available to it. Because I there was a time in my life that I was completely not in this mindset, you know, where, where <laughs> I was not enjoying myself, I felt victimized, or whatever the case may be. But when, once I decided that I no longer want to feel like that, that's when I started to read books about it, watch videos on YouTube about it. I, I was, started to meditate and I started learning all these different things that I could shift my thinking and as soon as I was able to change my mind about things I was able to change my life awesome so you clearly have an interest in reading what would your top three books that you could revisit again and time again and again uh, definitely the alchemist uh, the four agreements and conversations with God those are kind of three of my favorites that I can always go back to and just just remind me and if you notice I'm saying remind is because we can go back and change the programming of the way we think that's awesome and you started so you originally were DJing your brother introduced to that you broke through your shyness you were DJing in New York for a while um, doing your thing and you started acting at an older age and there's a a funny story with uh, headshots where you didn't know what a headshot was can you tell us that story (laughs) yeah this was during the time I was working at the radio station. I I gotten laid off actually, and um, so I decided I would go back to radio, and and that would be where I would start the next phase of my life. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew radio. It would be that's where it would start. And so I go back, and there's this young woman who was working there at the time, and she has these pictures of herself. You know, and they're pretty large because they're eight by tens, and and. So I look at the pictures and I look at her and I go, you got to be conceited as hell to be carrying around some big pictures of yourself. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, they're headshots, stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's a headshot? And she and she says she wanted to be an actress. And literally in that, in that second, it was like a bolt of lightning when I felt pulled by that. You know, and so just by her with these pictures, and I had never met anyone before who was doing that, and and I just felt compelled. I wanted to be a part of that, and so literally, like a week or two later, I had my own headshots, and then and, and, uh, an acting class was suggested by the photographer, and that was it. I was in that acting class four and a half years, and and today here I am. So your go-getter, man, you um, made the decision. That kind of goes into what you were saying earlier with the mindset. And you uh, started acting at a quote-unquote older age. For somebody who might be like older and they're thinking, oh, man, I would like to do that, but they're not going to want me. I'm too old. I'm not going to do that. Tell us the steps that you took to book your favorite role and how someone who considers themselves older could succeed too. Well, I, I think it all starts with never make excuses for yourself. Ne- never kill your own dream. A lot of people do that, and, and it's like, well, if if you tell the universe, if you're saying to yourself, I can't, or I can, either way, you're right. So tell yourself you can. Don't don't make up excuses <laughs> that you can't do something. You know, but in this industry, if you look, watch television, if you watch any TV shows, movies, there are people of all ages. 
if you take a look, there was a woman from Atlanta, an elderly woman from Atlanta that's in Black Panther. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It was it was her first, you know, gig, her first major gig, and here she is in Black Panther as one of the elders, you know, in a, in this hit movie globally. You know, so, you know, don't make excuses to, to not make you go after your dream. I think it's so important that we do that. So some of the steps I took was to get educated. Get educated. I got educated on what it is. I knew I wanted to do this. I made the decision I'm doing this. So I had to get educated on what it is I'm doing in this business and, and craft. You know, and that's what I did. It's just like anything else. Once you decided if you wanted to be a mechanic, what you got to do? You got to go to school. <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah. got to go, go get educated in what it is you want to do. So that's what I did. I went to classes. I got educated. I started asking questions. Google. Google is your best friend. You'd be amazed at how many people just don't Google certain things. Look it up. Uh, like my father used to say yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> how do you spell that? Look it up. <laughs> so get educated. And that's what I did. I got educated. I got myself prepared. I had to get prepared for when the opportunities presented themselves. And part of that preparation, I think, is understanding the business and the way it works. Uh, and you, you have a background in corporate America a little bit. What would three business tips be for how an actor or an artist um, kind of merge that art and the business to advance their careers? Well, uh, a lot of, even from my corporate background, understanding, one, it's business. It's, it's business first. This is show business. It's not show Lucius. <laughs> it's, show, it's show business, right? So um, understanding that. Uh, also having a, a, a business background is is be flexible. You have to be flexible. The, the more flexible I, I believe you are with anything, uh, the better the road is for you. You know, um, and they say with there's so much strength and flexibility. You know, and also always be be ready to learn. Be, be open to learn. You know, there's so many people. Surround yourself with the people who are successful in the business. You know, if you can, as much as you can, you know, learn from the greats. You know, get around the business, get around the people that are uh, above you in what it is you want to accomplish. Because you're, you're going to absorb so much more and you're going to waste a lot less time, <laughs> you know, yeah. by those three things. And you, um, you, the first time I saw you was in uh, the great show Atlanta with the great Donald Glover, and uh, you were robbing him actually in Atlanta season <laughs> one. Uh, describe your experience working with Donald and what that was like robbing him. <laughs> well, I wasn't robbing him per se. I was just keeping a larger percentage of the money. <laughs> Okie doking him. <laughs> but, um, uh, good. Um, that was just an all-out great experience because uh, Donald Glover aka Childish Gambino is just a super creative person and those are the kinds of people I love to be around because I'm super creative myself and, and I feed off of that and so we got to talk about music and I think that's what he and I talked about most was, was music you know uh, the music today versus you know music of the 90s and things of that nature and uh, we had some really great conversations about that but just really down to earth, uh, cool dude, man. You know that you can like have coffee with, and just you know, just shoot, 
said you can say what you want to man this is this is uh <laughs> you know, speak your mind it's what you said man so uh i had a great experience doing that for sure that's great. And um, besides him, you've worked with some giants in the industry. Um, you've been around for a while. You have 40-plus credits, TV, film. You've done your radio. And um, you've worked with, like, uh, Nicolas Cage and Kofi from um, uh, the Oprah Network. Uh, for someone who's never been on a set, somebody's totally green, what advice, and they just booked their first, their first role, what advice would you give them for how to behave on set if they've never been on set or in that environment before? Um, what would you do if it was your first day on set? Oh, just just be kind. Be kind to everybody. Just be just be a good person. Just just be a, a, a joy to be around. You know, um, you don't have to do any. You know, you don't have to do any brown nosing, anything like that. But just 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 be kind, courteous, and ready to do whatever it is they hired you to do. That's really all you have to do. Just show up, ready to work, be kind, be grateful, you know, and keep it moving. And uh, culminating to everything that you've pointed out already, the mindset, um, being smart strategically with a business and just surrounding yourself with creative geniuses, you're doing some creative things yourself. You've been booking left and right. Um, tell us about the projects that you have going on right now. Um, BTS, the web series you have going on. You have uh, 83 Days, the uh, a series that you're doing, and also Love Is on the Oprah Network. Yeah, I've been I've been wonderfully blessed, man, with with everything that's going on here recently. Well, with with BTS, the web series, is, uh, which is behind the scenes, the web series was we're basically a movie studio, and uh, we're filming a movie. And what happens is we lose our main actor because <laughs> he decides to go set something on fire. He goes to jail, so we have to come up with a way to finish this movie, which is a really just an hilarious experience where it's kind of like shot like the office you know and uh and it's a whole lot of fun so that's something i've been a part of to help produce with and we shot that down in florida the uh along with christian cashmere um then there's 83 days which is uh it's been a been a one been a long journey it's been a long journey on this because we're, we're dealing with social injustice where George Denny Jr. at the age of 14 was the youngest person put to death by execution in the 20th century is back in 1944. 70 years later, he was exonerated. Now, most people may be familiar with the movie The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. No, well, The Green. Green Mile is based off of George Denny Jr.'s story. I didn't know that. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's based off of that, but they went into a fantasy you know, world yeah. about it. You, you know what I mean? Uh, but no, because where the where the murder was, two young white girls were were murdered. Well, we're telling the real story you know, where he was accused of the murders of these two young girls. And uh, as tragic as that, we have three kids that were murdered and no justice was ever served. But we're going to tell that story. We've been wanting to tell that story for a while. We've been pushing for for the past five years. I've been involved with it, and it's a it's something very, very dear and important to me, and uh, and we're getting some forward progress on it uh, that I'm pleased to say. So the world get ready for that, and then love is finally because the end of the positive note, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, love is is just this fantastic story of Salim and Mara Akil who are real writers and producers, you know, in Hollywood, and 
and, and in black Hollywood, if we want to say, but they're expanding way beyond the color lines, which is which is what I what I really like to right. hear and see. Um, and it's telling their relationship. It's a it's a what would I call it? It's a a romance dramedy, <laughs> you know, and and showing how they met and got together, where she works and where I'm involved. I play Lionel Woods, where she works at. I'm one of the head writers, one of the lead writers in the writers' room, and and uh, I don't know if anybody saw <laughs> the premiere, but it, it is a really great show. It's, it's going to be funny, and that's not because I'm in it. It is really I'm a fan of the show. I watched the premiere. And I'm like, oh wow, this this is good. I'm hooked. I'm going to be watching this for the rest of the season. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, comes on the Oprah Winfrey Network, and that that's just that was just a lot of fun. It, I, the most fun I've probably had on set in a long time. Like like the absolute most fun you can have, you know, with a group of people. Love this was that. Wow. Wow, and I always ask. Uh all my guests that come on, who, uh, what they first, what, who the first person that comes to mind when they think of the word creative, and you being a creative um, person, you know, who, who is that for you that really kind of gets your juices flowing? Oh gosh, Michael Jackson. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan coming up. I used to dance like him, you know, just like how he did in Motown 25th anniversary, <laughs> you know, with the Thrill album. I used to make money doing block parties. You know, impersonating him and all of that. I would have battles with other guys. <laughs> so, man, uh, man, that he was just amazing from child all the way. What we're talking four generations that that he's put out some fantastic music and it has really affected my life personally because you know um, music is the soundtrack to our lives and he's a huge part of that soundtrack for me. So, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson comes to mind for sure. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one one more question that just came to mind because uh, you're a music guy. What's your favorite album, and what 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 song off the album really speaks to your soul? Like, wh- what song is that for you? Oh wow, favorite album. Well, since I was on Michael Jackson, you know, it's kind of a oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a duality in my mind. There's a duel going on when I have Off the Wall and Thriller. You know, because those two albums. Yeah. We're just so slamming, you know what I'm saying, with, with Off the Wall. And um, and what was one of the tunes from Off the Wall? Of course, Off the Wall, the main track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Thriller, you know, man, see, I, I'm caught between like Billie Jean and, and PYT and Lady in My Life. <laughs> just the whole album is just like you know a, what I mean? that a whole, one track, you know one continuous track. It's like that. That that's a hard one, man. So uh, you know, so that's dope, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck. So I'll, I'll still have to go with Thriller because I can remember sitting there reading all the lyrics, knowing all the lyrics to every song, even knowing in 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 Thriller. The song Vincent Price's Breakdown, you know, wow. the Vincent Price rap, you know. That's funny. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I, I got to go with Thriller because, man, I, I, I just knew it all. I was dancing to it and all of that. So, yeah, well, that's, very influential. That's dope, man. Well, we uh, thank you for coming on this interview. Um, much success to you. Much love. And uh, definitely be watching Love Is. And I'll be looking out for 83 Days, the George Stinney Jr. story, and also um, BTS, the web series. Thank you.
All right, thanks for having me, man. Love is on OWN Tuesday nights. Love is.